Welcome back to the Pick 199 podcast, episode 47. I'm here with Muzzy. Hey. Snakeo. Stop. And Coxie. Hey. So this week we've got the EPL and we've got some news for this episode. Uh, without further ado, we'll start with probably one of the most shocking games of the round. We had Aston Villa 1-0 over Manchester United. Coxie, I'll open the floor to you. I'll tell you what, um, as a United fan, this was absolutely woeful. It's disgusting. The boys playing at home at Old Trafford to a board class Aston Villa as boys, probably mediocrity at best. Well, I'd, I'd say they're up for the championship now, mate. Now so they, beat, the they beat the team that's favourite to take it all out, mate. So, <laughs> so um, I was filthy, boys. Just Our attack just seems like it's, it's uninspired. It's not creative. It's just so flat. Just kick it around. Is it right side to side, yeah. whip it in, you know, lose the header to a defender, clearing it out, and then open ourselves up for a counter-attack because Harry Maguire can't get back. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, did he go in for a slide tackle like mean, he did against Chelsea? What was that? Uh, not against Chelsea. Um, whenever he went in for a slide tackle and let in a goal. I don't know, man. He does a few of those over the year. Oh, but, um, yeah, look, boys, uh, I um I kind of turned that one off after they scored. Didn't really want to watch a bar of it, <laughs> um, and that was my night. So uh, <laughs> yeah. that um were, they, were yeah. they playing the same formation as uh, last week when they had Pogba up front again? Um, I think they had yeah. I think they had Pogba. Just click on, just click on lineups, Roscoe. We'll be able to see it. I think he was over there at some point. Yeah. Yeah, so they had um, yeah Pogba was in the midfield, yeah. but they, they ran a five five man midfield, so mm. it was pretty interesting. Um, obviously, until Harry Maguire was uh, subbed, it was a interesting start. Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong team, but they're still yeah. they're, they're still running the five man midfield, but um, because they've got was it was it uh, Greenwood and yeah, so Greenwood and Pogba, they still got them sort of as midfielders. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was it was pretty interesting. And then obviously they're running Fred and Scott McTominay. Um, but I don't know about you, Coxie, but for me, it kind of felt like it was just Ronaldo a lot of those times. Yeah. Um, and I, well, I think it might be yeah, sorry. taking players on. He's the only one that's going in, taking players on. I, you know, Mason Greenwood does it a little bit. But really, it's just sort of him that goes forward with the ball. Yeah. A lot well, of they, they really still passing are, and yeah, they're still using uh, Luke Shaw as like a wing back too. But yeah, well, they use him and Wamba Saka pushes up as well on the right. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then you've got one of the centre backs. So if, if it's if it's Varane or usually it's Maguire, um, will sort of push up and almost be a defensive midfielder. While one of the other defensive midfielders like Fred or McTominay will then push up. Further again, do you, do you do you think if United changed one needed to change their lineup there, or change their this, formation? How they started this game, yeah, change maybe change their formation. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think. And Roscoe actually said this. Um, it was last week or the week before. Roscoe can't remember, but I think putting Pogba in the middle is probably his best position as opposed to sticking him out on that wing. I mean, yeah. we just forked out however many mil for Jaden Sancho. And I really think for Jaden to get, you know, accustomed to the squad and sort of hit the ground running in the prem, he needs to be starting games and playing games more. 
than yeah. just, you know, 30 minutes or, you know, 20 mm. minutes at the end there. Um, yeah. So I think, uh, you know, um, Fred's got that hustle to him and I think he would stay there. But I think if you put, maybe you played Pogba and Fernandez as like an attacking mid and you had Fred sit behind them. And then if you had, you know, obviously you got Mason out there on one wing, you put Jaden Sancho on the other and Ronaldo up front. Mm. Yeah. Um, so so and, run a run a four three three, but have um, a centre defensive mid and two centre attacking mids. Yeah, and two attacking mids. Yeah. I think I think that's the way to go. Mm. And I mean, we've already got the the right and left back. I mean, most teams do. They have them as those wing backs now. Where they come in a lot, you know, on, the, on their overlapping runs and whatnot. And maybe that's why we're so prone to counter attacks. Um, yeah. But if that's the way we're going to play, we need to sort of tighten that up and and not lose the ball when we've got two wing backs right up in the box. Mm. Well, um, Shaw, Shaw does tend to like go right up, but yeah, he goes up probably further than that, one yeah. sucker, but they mm. both go up, I think, just as much as each other, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it feels so one Basaka though, like when he does go up, you're more more vulnerable on that right hand side though, too. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think one Basaka's nearly as good as uh Luke Shaw is at tracking back. Yeah. Mm. And like when when Wambasaka goes up to it, leaves Harry Maguire exposed. So, yeah, I just think um, I don't know. It almost feels like Ollie's he's too cautious. He wants to have a good solid defense, and he doesn't want to concede anything. Yeah, so that's a, this um, is the thing. At the same though, time, got, I think that kind of hurts the attack. Yeah, you've got one of the best. Like I would say, some of the best attacking players in the game. Mm. Yet you're pulling them back, so they're yeah. playing a more defensive role rather than yeah. attacking. I mean, compared to other teams, it almost at times, and I don't know if I'm biased because I'm, you know, a big United fan, but it almost seems like we're struggling to score goals at times mm. compared to other teams where they just have like a free flow kind of thing going on and they've, mm. you know, they've got creativity and whatnot. But like, I don't think we've had a big win in a while. Maybe Newcastle, mm. and that was when Ronaldo came back. Yeah. Um, but since then, it's been pretty stale. It kind of feels like a lot of the play was just going into Ronaldo. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on the on the penalty, Coxie. Um, what are your thoughts on Bruno Fernandes taking it? Um, obviously, he was up against um, Emi uh, Martinez, who <clears throat> had that big big win for Argentina in their penalty shootout yeah. against Colombia. Um, yeah, you obviously know you're going up against a keeper that's really good in penalties. Do you just give it to Ronaldo and just watch him smash it? Or was it the right um, decision to give it to Bruno? I was happy that, that Bruno took it. I mean, he's been taking it for United all year. And, and last year, he sort of took over that role. So I was happy for him to to go again. I was interested to sort of see what was going to happen there because you didn't see, you know, Ronaldo was sort of standing there in the box, um, yeah. like, he, like on the spot. Um, look, I'm happy that, that Fernandez took it. At the end of the day, like it did cost us a win. I mean, you usually expect Fernandez to hit the target. Yeah, I you think know. that was yeah in that in that situation the die that you kind of you needed him to just hit the target at least, mm-hmm. and the fact that he's nine times out of ten you hit the target, yeah. it's a goal. Yeah, like, yeah. the penalties. Um, well, if we remember too, like Fernandez scored the majority of his goals last year out of like penalty kicks too. So yeah, yeah, um, and you know obviously Cristiano is really good with penalties. Um, but honestly, after he's done that, I honestly think he needs to be the next one to slot the next penalty. If we get one, I want him to take it now. Yeah. Hey, Christian. Um, 
Yeah, just because I like it can do things mentally. I think if he if he then shies away from the next penalty and Ronaldo takes it, mm, yeah. I think that's going to do things to him mentally that you don't want yeah. to happen. Like you don't want him second guessing himself. I want him yeah, exactly. to be the first one there, and then I want him to slot it. So, well, I'm fairly um, sure he offered the he offered the penalty to Ronaldo, didn't he? And Ronaldo said, "You take it." No, yeah, that's what I thought. There's, I read. there's a there's a bit of conjecture, I think, in between it. Like what happened and what did happen. Mm. Um, I know Martinez said Ronaldo should be taking it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it sort of got it probably got under Fernandez's skin a little bit, and he wanted to prove that he would do it. So I think that sort of played a bit of a part. But it's all he say they say, and we're never going to find out the real truth. I think so. Yeah. You'll never tell anyone the real truth. Yeah, I think it's just media looking for a story sometimes with these. Yeah these things that come out. Um, but, yeah, look, either way, like penalty or no penalty, you know, like at the end of the day, it shouldn't have come down to a penalty to scrap out a draw against Aston Villa at home. Yeah. So, um, as United fan, I'm pretty disgusted with that. But, you know, we can only go up from here, losing to Aston Villa at home. So, Shout out to Aston Villa. Good start to the season as well. Um, oh, yeah, cracking for them. That's awesome. Yeah. They've had some cracking, cracking results. Um, yeah. They've they've really really done some. We talked about their signings, considering they lost lost um, Jack Grealish, and they've done some good signings to try and compensate that. Um, so they've done they've done pretty well. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, if we move on to the other game that happened on Saturday night, we had Chelsea losing one nil to Man City. Uh, Muzzy. Do you, do you want me to take hey, Roscoe, you should talk, probably talk first. Um, look, I think in the long run, this might be a good loss for us in terms of humbling us a bit. And I think it also gets uh, – it, it sends a message out there that Man City isn't like a, a walkover like everyone was sort of saying at the start of this year based on their last few results. So disappointing for us. Uh, we just didn't look quite right, and I think Man City just looked like the team that we expected them to be. Yeah, I think for us there was um, for Manchester City it was two two key di- differences. Um, Kevin De Bruyne back and actually played almost a full game. Mm. Um, having him back and Hayes starting on the wing, um, the difference he makes when he plays on the wing is just out of this world, and so playing. Um, Phil Foden through that fluid role where he played up front for a bit and then came back in. I still don't like um, Bernardo Silva in the midfield. I think Foden will probably do a better job in there and he's better for the future. I think Pep really needs to take a good hard look at that and he needs to decide what he's going to do with Bernardo Silva because I don't think he can't run that midfield. Um, And Kevin De Bruyne and Rodri sort of make up for – not that he makes mistakes or anything, he just that, – that lack of creativity, I think, is the only thing. Would you, do you reckon they should – that Pep should put uh, Gundogan in? Yeah, Gundogan needs – he, the, he Gundogan's struggling with his fitness at the moment. He's, he's yeah. picked up a couple of injuries. Um, and I think when he comes back, he's definitely going to be a big impact. Um, mm. But, yeah, he's been, he's been lined up to play in the Champions League at the moment. But I think – I actually think they should slip uh, Foden in there instead of Silva. And I would almost put Silva on the bench and then have um, Fer and Torres up front. 
and then just let them like sort of play for their spot. But it was it, Kevin De Bruyne and Jack Grealish play really well together as well. Yeah. For guys that sort of haven't had any chemistry, they played really, really well. Um, and I thought they they made a big difference. But really, the winner for me was Ruben Dias. Mm. Um, he played out of this world. Like he, some of the blocks he made and the stops and um, tackles mm. he made, and he never outstretched himself with something that Laporte tends, tends to do and did a bit in that game. Sort of overextended himself, took himself out of the play, um, went up too far. And you can't do that against Chelsea because they sit so deep, um, especially, I think, playing five midfielders. Yeah, five mm-hmm. midfielders um, for this game. So you couldn't stretch yourself too far. You had to compose mm-hmm. yourself. Um, yeah, so I think Ruben Diaz, for me, was the man of the match. Well, especially um, when you know, like, Chelsea is very quick on that counter attack too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Which is which is why Thomas Tuchel loves to play that five midfield because it allows him to push up really quickly. Yeah, so um, you can see here three, three, three backs and then the yeah. five midfielders there. Yeah, but with so, like Alonso and uh, Reece James sort of playing that wing back position, that seems to be like the trend at the minute. Yeah, um, yeah. No, so happy, happy with the result. Happy with. Um, and most of this played, there's just I think there's still a few tweaks that Pep needs to put in. Mm. Um, no one's perfect, but mm. he, he needs some work, I, th- I think. Um, yeah. just some changes that I, I would implement, but obviously, we've got the big game against PSG in the midweek coming up, so he's mm. probably looking forward to that as well. So, but yeah, good result and uh, edges us closer to the top, Roscoe. What do you think? Um, Chelsea need to do for the next game against City to maybe switch that result around for a one-nil win for them potentially. Well, I think we, we, well, obviously we need to start scoring goals more more frequently or be more potent with our attack. Uh, it can't just rely on counter attack all the time because once you do that, you're not going to win many games either. Like, mm. um, I think this is a bit of a slip up more than anything, but I also think it makes Thomas Tuchel have to readjust or like reassess things within the team that it's not always going to work sitting that deep. Um, yeah, look, it, it, I think it's more of a, like a, a minor sort of hump in, in towards the next sort of few games. But I, I would suggest, I would, I would say that he'll fix that up pretty quickly. Mm. Um, specifically, I, I don't think there's much he can do specifically, but like, It'll just be like a more more of a cohesion sort of thing for them to fix things up with. Yeah. Do you, do you think um, Lukaku is better off as a sole striker? Yeah, I, I, I like pairing with 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 Werner. Um, I do like the pace that Werner allows, but him as a finisher at the minute is just not quite where Lukaku is. So, I I think I'd much rather see like how we did it last time was. Lukaku up front with uh, Mason Mount and uh, Havertz, sort of on that wing wing position. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that their their speed allowed him to sort of play in and out of that striker position, um, and that that worked really well against um, who who was that against? Who that was really effective against Liverpool at the time. Yeah, um, didn't what quite work as well last week against Tottenham, but, I mean, still got the job done. Mm. Um, what do you what do you think, Roscoe, about Werner possibly playing on the wing? Who, sorry? Werner playing on the wing, possibly. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind it. Um, he, like I said, he's got that speed that he can. It's just his um, crossing ability at the minute too. Like, yeah, there's been a couple of times where he's had the opportunity to, and he's try to run it in or just over over kicking the ball. Like, just I, I think I think part of it is like that that challenge that he had last year, just sort of getting over his own head. Yeah, like overthinking stuff all the time. So. Um, I'm hoping that he, he still gets a bit more game time so he can sort of get that rust out. But look, it depends on what Tuchel wants to do too. So yeah, Tuchel's pretty uh, vicious in terms of how he runs the team. So yeah, honestly, think having um, you know those two strikers there, Roscoe. Uh, I think that's going to be good just having that competition for those two to really mm. like they know if they have a poor game, one's going to be subbed out, another put on. Yeah, and they're going to push each other. I think you'll probably see. Werner probably sharpen up a bit more over the season. Well, I think the signing of Lukaku sort of done that a bit for him. Mm. Like he realizes that Lukaku is a top class striker, and if he wants to get game time, he's going to have to improve. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that can be done to improve that team. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, Man City Chelsea. Uh, if we look quickly, Everton had a quick uh, a good. 2-0 win over Norwich. I mean... They I mean, still had... Everton still had players out, so that was actually a really good win for them. And just want to make a quick announcement while we're in that. Um, so, Hummers Rodriguez is officially gone. Um, so, he's officially moved on. Uh, he's gone to a Qatarian team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think best of luck to him, but really rough sort of end towards his towards the end of his career yeah. um, for a player that we probably thought could still have a couple of good years in him. Yeah. Is that the yeah, same team that Timmy Cahill's got a bit to do with? What's that? Is that the team that Timmy Cahill's got a bit to do with over there? No, it's it's another team over oh. there, I think. Yeah. yeah. No, very good. Uh, West Ham had a good 2-1 win over Leeds. Leeds continue to struggle in the Prem at the minute. They just can't get just can't get going. Yeah. Um, Which was disappointing. They were actually in control of this game um, for most of it. The own goal was off a corner, and they were pretty unlucky to concede it. So they they were sort of in control during the whole time and looked really good. They looked like they were going to put two or three on them in the first half, mm. and then once that own goal went in, Antonio just finished them off at the end. They couldn't stop him. Mm. So back to the drawing board for Leeds. Yeah, it's disappointing for Leeds. Really, like when we sort of considered them in the top sort of ten, and when you start this poorly, it's it's going to be tough to build up from that too. Yeah. Uh, Leicester had a two-all draw with Burnley. Yep. Well, Leicester, Leicester are struggling, aren't they? They they really are. Mm. And um, Barty needs a bit of help. Yeah. He just yeah. does everything for them. Yeah. Well, yeah, like we yeah. said last week, it's always him pushing through and there's no one else sort of yeah. going yeah. with him. Yeah. So. I, I actually tend to blame the midfield for this game. Um they, they just looked like even Vardy's goal, it was against the run of play. Mm. Um, he came and scored the first goal. He was, it was against the run of play. They tied up the game, um, but really Burnley just looked in control and looked to have the game um, mm. under wraps and then, you know, just lost it towards the end. Yeah. Um, so, and then Vardy ha- happened to score again. There's not much. You can't stop him from scoring. So, mm. Does Vardy get the Vardy game ball in this game for a hat trick? <laughs> What's that, Snaker? Does Vardy get to keep the game ball? 
Gil Hartree. Not sure. <laughs> I think they, they, might, they, might, they might have some question marks about it. <laughs> I'd say so. Uh, again, and that for the Leicester, though, too, it's just games that they should be winning, too, mm. against these lower-end yeah. lower sides. But credit to Burnley for sticking in. Uh, Watford had a one-all draw with Newcastle. Oh. And then the big one. Liverpool three. It's not the big one. Yeah. This well, this this was this was my game of the round. It was actually yeah. going to be the Leicester Burnley game because just because Vardy went up and shushed the um, Burnley crowd when he scored, um, and because they were all bagging him out because he scored the own goal, and then he came back and celebrated again in front of them. Um, but it, that was a great game. But this this became my game of the round by far. It was a belter. Mm. I think the. Um, Bradford goals, it just looked like they were just hustling. It was messy almost a few, like they were all messy pretty much. It was just, they just wanted it really bad, like in the box. Like a, it was a really good game. Some really such good, a good um, scoring. It was, yeah. Yeah, such a good result for a team that's, you know, just popped up into the Prem, like drawing with Liverpool. And then they're, still, good they're still riding high on that confidence from being promoted. So, yeah. yeah, that new stadium that they've got and yeah, everything else that's come with it, like it's just, Really working for them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's not talk about them too much because we said the same things about Wolverhampton. <laughs> <laughs> I think we said the same yeah. thing about Leeds, though, too. So yeah, we yeah. definitely did. Yeah. Um, Stako, what do you think Liverpool need to do to win this game? Uh, I think we need to play a few more games. Uh, for me, it just, I don't know, maybe a bit of chemistry. I know these, this, this team and this structure has played a lot together. Yeah. as a whole, but of late, they didn't really play much as a, especially the back four, yeah. didn't play last year. So yeah. um, maybe just time. I, I'm I'm not ripping the playbook up just yet. Yeah. Van Dyke looked a bit all, out of all sorts. And that, uh, that's what I mean. I think yeah. that whole, like, just in, the trusting, yeah. getting a bit of in, trust in, back. In all, in all three of the goals, he sort of just looked like he didn't know where he was going. Yeah. Um, which yeah, I think my lead to what you're saying, Snake. Yeah. But he just he looked really looked uncomfortable out there. Yeah. Um, and it's it sort like, of yeah. it looked it looked like Robinson and and um, Trent were doing most of the work. Um, if Trent's doing most of your defensive work, you're in a bit of trouble. So yeah. Um, future England captain, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> got <Go laughs> like needs help in defense. <laughs> Do you think they have to do like? Do they? Do you think that they might have to go after a, a midfielder coming up in the next transfer window? Oh, I don't think so. Honestly, I really like Jones. I think he's a young fella on the rise. Um, Henderson, we've seen what he did for England. He was really good for England. Um, we've seen what he's done for Liverpool over the last few seasons. Fabinho speaks for himself. I, I'm happy with that midfield. To tell you the truth. I'm happy with their whole squad. I'm happy with everything. I think it's just K's under the belt. And just especially the back four just need to get comfortable. Yeah. I I do like Joe Gomez. I, that's just I'd, I'd probably have Joe Gomez back there, but I don't know. That's just a personal thing. Nah, fair enough. Very good. Uh, Wolves had a one nil win over Southampton. Go the Wolves. How good was it for um for Raw <laughs> to get his get his first goal back? 
Yeah, after I mean, 10, 10 months since his last yeah. goal. Um, so awesome. What a awesome cracker tools. it was because he could have passed it. And yeah. he just backed himself and put it right at the back of the net. He beat he beat about three 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 Southampton defenders too. Well, it was off a, it was off a goal kick. Like yeah. the keeper just yeah. he just you know slogged yeah. it down there and and Royal sort of jostled with the defender. He got it. He ran. He you know beat him. Beat another one. Turned the other one and, and just slotted it. I think it was fantastic. Yeah. Classic Wolves uh, football there, boys on the counter attack. Mm. Just this one they finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, Southampton continue to be winless. <laughs> um, so they've had, I think, six games and they've had four draws. Um, so four draws, two losses. Um, they, I think they, they they definitely will steal a couple goals and win a couple games. But I don't know if this is the right tactic for them as a club um, mm. because of games like this where they, if they played an attacking style, they probably would have drawn at least. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting with the with the way they're set up and the way that they're playing. It's very defensive-minded and, like, they're getting a lot of draws and they're probably going to steal a couple wins, mm. but they might lose a couple of games that they, they could have had a chance to win. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Trying to well, play too safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. A bit like United. Moving across <laughs> to the North. They had a good year last year, so it's a shame they can't kick Yeah. On. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame that at the moment they're winless. Hopefully, they can turn it around. Hmm. Uh, moving across to the North London derby, Arsenal three over Tottenham one. <laughs> Gee whiz, uh, what happened? Uh, Snaker, can I just please speak? Um, all the haters on social media for getting at me about criticizing Harry Kane. Get it up, yeah. He's useless, all right? Um, I love watching Arsenal lose. I want them to get relegated just because it's good for me and my sledging. Um, but when they beat Tottenham, I'm so happy. So Tottenham just that much close to another trophy. <laughs> well, I think uh, this this is like one of the first games back that we saw a Bamiyang actually do something too, which yeah. is... They've been crying out for him yeah. to do something for yeah. the last, yeah. I don't know, 12 months. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. like, and then Sucker yeah. as well, the young the young guy getting a goal and an assist. So mm. good on I him. I think Arsenal can sort of ride off this momentum and, and take it into their, you know, their future games because they've sort of Absolutely. been in a slump. Well, it's, it's, it's what, a draw? I think it's a draw, a win, and another win in a row now. Mm. So I think they're, they're, start, they're starting to put it together now. Mm. So um, yeah, it's it's hopefully they, they they can make some sort of challenge. Um, so it also helps when Ramsdale's pulling out some top class sort of saves for you as well. Like he was a yeah. freak. Yeah. Well, that's a young guy taking his opportunity while he can. Yeah. Mm. It also it also helps when uh, Tottenham decide to play Harry Kane on the wing. Yeah. Um, and might as well have played him on the bench. It wasn't going to help him. <laughs> it's almost as good as when he played central defensive mid last week. Uh, Play him a goalkeeper. It's not going to make it. Well, again, I think that Tottenham backline too is still having problems. Yeah, and it continues to be a problem for them. Like yeah. I've I called them out a couple of weeks ago for how bad they were, like with their communication between one another, and yeah. I think I called them out last year as well. So, mm. but. Not playing your number 10 in the 
the striker role is just to 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 clarify, he played in the ten, but he was running out to the wing. He was running out, like, to, yeah. Like he did play up, like he was where he was supposed to be playing. But as that Seiko said, he might as well not have been out there because yeah, he yeah. he was for some reason he had this thing there. He was running out to towards Sun's wing, and I don't know if if the coach said to them like if Nuno said to them, oh, you need to stay closer. Mm. For me, if you're staying closer, that means your wingers need to come in closer. Mm. But yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's it. But like when you got Mora and fucking Son who can actually run quickly. Yes. Like two probably two of the quickest like wingers in the game. Yeah. And you have <laughs> you have one of the slowest strikers in the game running out on the wing. Yeah. Not only can Harry Kane not run fast, he can't run. Kane versus Maguire in a bit of a sprint, I reckon, boys. How good oh, that be? Uh, uh, Do you know what would be better than sprint. watching Kane and Kane in a running race? Watch him race me. I reckon I'd still <laughs> like that prick. <laughs> You'd probably score more goals than him too. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, very good. Well, we have Crystal Palace and Brighton playing tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, yeah, at five in the morning. So, so it's we're recording this on Monday. So, on Monday yeah. night, yeah, yeah. Um, any any guesses as who who will win that one? Or I um I wouldn't be surprised if Brighton even get a win here, or or they mm. sort of scrap out a draw. Mm. They've been putting in some really good performances. Um, you know, over like since the Premier League started, and they're sort of quite high on the table. Aren't they? They're what fourth or fifth now? Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty close. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, they haven't played their game, so it's not going to line up correctly. But yeah, yeah, before when the round ended, they were fourth. Um, yeah. the last round. So, Crystal Palace have been really well, really good under Vieira. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think it will actually be a pretty entertaining game. I hope Brighton don't try and lock it up too much and try and sneak out a one nil. I hope they they try and play the bus kind of thing. Yeah, I hope they continue to try and to play out and play a lot better because if they do, I think this will be a really really good game because Crystal Palace are just awesome. Like at the moment, I think they're probably one of the best teams to be watching Mm. uh, Crystal Palace because they're just they're sort of what we expected Leeds to be, where they're just playing such attacking football. Mm. Um, it's just been great to watch. Mm. Yeah, I've hoped. And you think um, that they, they'd be spurred on after that loss last week too? So yeah, tell you what, I hope Ollie's watching this game. Might get some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> give, him, give him some pointers. <laughs> Ronaldo will be sitting them all down, saying, "This is what we need to do, boys." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope Ronaldo's just giving them all a kick up the ass at training, mate. Yeah. But, uh, that that pretty much wraps up the EPL for this week. So. Until until next week. Yeah. Very good. Well, let's jump across to some of the news. Uh, and we had Anthony Joshua losing his heavyweight bout against uh, Alexander Usyk. Did you boys see any of the the highlights for this fight? Yeah, I watched. I watched the highlights. Um, mm. he, he looked oh, like I know that they're already talking about a rematch. Um, like it's apparently it's almost set already. Mm. So they're saying that he wants that rematch. But Osik looked. I'm not. I'm not going to say he looked in a league above Joshua, but he looked really, really good. He looked a lot more in tune with his yeah. body. Than, yeah, and he looked like 
he just looked sharper. Like he looked like a fighter that had been fighting, you know, consistently for, you know, a couple of months compared to a fighter that might have had some time off. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Joshua's had a bit of time. Well, there's been a bit yeah. of time between fights with Joshua, yeah. so that could have mm-hmm. been the issue. Yeah. I mean, there was there was definitely rounds that Joshua won, like in the yeah. middle. So yeah. Usyk came out really strong. That left jab that he had was just like nearly unstoppable in terms of like gaining points. Yeah. Um, but Joshua, in that sort of four to seven round, looked four to seven round looked uh, pretty pretty good. But I mean, whenever you're on the back foot, you have to tr- like you have to try your hardest to get back into the fight and get ahead. Yeah. And once that eighth, ninth round started, it went back to Usyk's, uh, uh, Usyk's power, basically, like yeah. just back in his possession. Yeah. Um, after that ninth round, when Joshua's eyes started to blow up, like that that was pretty much the end of the fight. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he, he, had him, he had him in terms of ring control too towards mm-hmm. that end. Um, I think in those in those last eight, nine, ten rounds, he seemed to just be like ushering in basically to where he wanted him to be. Yeah. And as you said, with that jab, that jab was he was just lining him up every time with that jab, mm. getting in the exact spots he wanted, and it just sort of felt like Joshua couldn't get out of it. Well, especially when Joshua relies on his counter punch so much yeah. too. That was that was yeah. probably one of the other biggest things, like relying on Usyk to do the work so he can counterpunch. Yeah. Um, but like like we said, Usyk just looked way more like in tune with how his body was feeling and how it was looking. Yeah. Uh, and Anthony Joshua again just, I don't know what it is, like he just seems to lapse in terms of like his mental mental, uh, mental plan as well. Like yeah. there'll just be times where he just blanks and then he gets lit up. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. And this now I think affects the Fury fight too in terms of how they how they get that done. Because yeah. Fury would be looking at fighting the champion. Yeah. Yeah. But I think this might open up the door for the Wilder Joshua fight though. Mm. I think it might it might creep in because now they've both had a couple losses. Mm. Um it might creep it in now. Mm. Well, so, it also it, it also opens up that Andy Ruiz fight again too. So yeah, yeah. Um, not not a bad time to be a heavyweight boxer. Yeah, <laughs> or a really bad time to be a heavyweight boxer. Yeah. <laughs> well, where do, where do you think Joshua goes from here though? Does he like? I, think, I, I would be going for the Wilder fight because mm-hmm. I think if that's that's probably going to be his biggest payday. Mm. I'd, be, I'd almost be saying, let's do it in America. Yeah. Because um, I feel like... the wild to fight if he doesn't have the titles? What's that? Yeah, does because... he get the wild to fight if he doesn't have the titles? And stuff? Yeah, for the name he does, because Wilder doesn't have the titles either. Mm. I think yeah. uh, Fury, Fury and Wilder have to do their third fight, though, too, first. Yeah, yeah. So... But I think, yeah, he's got to... You you almost you almost looking Contracted. at that yeah legally. yeah I think you're almost looking at that Andy Ruiz fight as uh, he's got to go through that first and then reevaluate. Mm. I think that might be it, but I I don't know if he if he wants to fight Andy Ruiz at the moment. Yeah, well that that's the thing. I think yeah. it'll 
if he loses that Wilder fight, I think that Andy Ruiz fight opens up a lot more. But yeah. it all it all just depends how the pennies are like how it's all going to drop. So yeah. it's he's he's in a really tough spot now, mm. um, and I think yeah. So they they're saying that it's going to be the rematch is on. I think if he wins, if he wins the rematch, it puts him back into a bit of a, a better position mm. and back into a, a better mm. position to have that what to have the fury fight. Mm. Um, but yeah, the interesting times now for Anthony Joshua. I think he's he's got a, he's got to wait out the waiting game now. He's got he's got a lot of work to do to get back yeah. to where. Because like when you remember when he came back for that second fight against Andrew Ruiz, like. Andy Ruiz was out of shape yeah. because of how he managed his body, but Joshua did look a lot sharper. So whether or not this makes him knuckle down, I, it's tough because he's so big too. Like he's not as agile as Usyk was. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be one of those things to see where where he ends up. Very good. Well, if we jump across to USC two sixty six. Boys, this was one of the best cards I've seen in a long time. Um, some absolutely cracking fights. If we go through, if we'll just touch on uh, Dan Hooker got another win by decision against uh, Nazareth Hapcrest. Um, it's good to see Dan Hooker back on, on, on the winning card. I don't know if you guys saw that him and Israel Adesanya are pretty much refusing to fight in New Zealand. Like, New yeah. Zealand for for their quarantine rules, basically said they couldn't train. Yeah. Um, and there's been a big, big sort of fallout there between the New Zealand fighters and the New, the New Zealand government. I mean, it, it's sort of interesting knowing that a heap of other teams, like the rugby can still train, the cricket team can still train, but apparently you can't train for mixed martial arts. So, yeah. uh, so is Israel Adesanya and uh, Dan Hooker pretty much said, well, we're never going to fight in New Zealand again, which is pretty sad considering how, how big they've made the sport over there. Yeah. yeah. Along with some other guys that are from New Zealand. So we'll, we'll see where that ends up. But for the for the main card, there's some absolutely belt uh, belter fights. We saw Jessica Andrade win against Calvillo. Dominant performance. Uh, this is one of my favourite fights of the round. Curtis Blades and Rosenstreich. Uh, both of them really big boys all so close to sort of contending for that heavyweight championship. Uh, and then we had the granddads, Diaz <laughs> and Robbie Lawler turning back the clock with uh, Robbie Lawler coming out with a win. Absolutely belt fight. Uh, Muzz and I was speaking before the pod too. It was just weird seeing them them hug after the fight. Yeah, it was so awkward. It was like Nick didn't want to hug him at the same time and then like he wanted to show him respect, but then uh, it was it was so awkward. It was like it was like watching two in laws try and uh, two father in laws try and you know hang out and be along. friends. Uh, it, yeah. was weird. it was weird. Uh, I want Robbie to retire. I love <laughs> Robbie so much. I just yeah. wanted to end now. Right. It's so weird listening that. listening to him talk though too because he's so much and he's got like a real sort of squeaky voice that's like yeah. for right. such a big dude. But. No, nah, but it was also good to see Nick Diaz back in the UFC after what five, six years. Um, also good to see his nose smashed across his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Not a fan, though. Yeah. I'm a bigger okay. fan of Robbie. <laughs> and then we had basically the new human cyborg. I don't... Someone's going to have to build some, like, 10 robots for Valentina Shevchenko to fight in, in one go because she's just too dominant in terms of, like, that weight class that she's in. Like, I don't think... Apart from Amanda Nunes, I don't think there's a more dominant fighter in the women's league. Those two just wrap it all up themselves, don't they? Yeah. Like, it's, it's ridiculous, the step between them two and the rest of the field these days. Mm. Yeah. Shevchenko is the one that I'm going to be looking for in the apocalypse to help us be protected. <laughs> I'll take Amanda. I'm happy to take Amanda. No, I just mean as like as a Terminator man, like she's <laughs> destroy everyone. Uh, and the main event we had Aussie Alexander Volkanovsky getting his 20th win in a row, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and. He all, he's almost tied with the most active uh, win streak as well. So uh, I think he's only like two or three off uh, Kamara Usman. Yeah. So that that's a pretty pretty um, impressive result in itself. And he's looking uh, to fight a lot soon. Like he's looking to bank a few up in the next little period of time. He wants mm. to fight regularly. So be nice to like stretch that along nice and quick while he's in some really good nick. Hmm. And this was like an absolute belter of a fight too. Like there was a couple of times for both of them that it looked like the other one would win. So Volk was just keeping keeping Ortega at bay with some leg kicks and like a solid left-hand jab, I'm fairly sure. Um, but then Ortega's ground ground game was just insane. Like he grabbed, he got Volk in a, a headlock, uh, yeah, a guillotine, a guillotine choke, and it looked really deep, and then Volkanovski managed to get out of it. So, a re- really interesting sort of uh, post-fight conference too. So, did you hear Volk in his press co- press conference after the fight? He he come out after he was choking. He was almost choked out. He come out of it with such a fire because he's mm-hmm. like, I knew Ortega couldn't go any deeper than that because that's as yeah. deep as you can go. He goes, if I get out of that, then he's got nothing. So, yeah, exactly. Well, and the fact that they nearly stopped the fight after the fourth round, like Ortega couldn't see out of his right eye. Um, I don't know how he got got through, but in saying that, the fourth and fifth round were were pretty nuts too. So, yeah. no, they're outstanding. Definitely a deserved winner, but mm. Alexander the Great, he, um, tremendous performance. Mm. And with that, we had Conor McGregor calling him out, saying that he's not a proper champ of that of that division. I think it's just McGregor's way of like trying to stay relevant. And uh, who else can he beat? Yeah. Well, I, I like think who... Volkanovski will fight anyone, but I think the logical fight is to fight Holloway again. So. Yeah, he'll wait and see who Holloway goes in his next yeah. fight. And... Yeah, the trilogy will be the fight. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be fair if Conor McGregor got that fight as a championship fight. Like it just, I don't even, I don't even think he wants that fight. I think he just wants to stay relevant. Mm. Yeah, and Absolutely. throwing the first pitch at a baseball game is not doing it for him. So <laughs> he's doing some other way. Oh no, very good. Well, that was the end of UFC 266. I'm going to jump across to the F1 that happened last night. Absolutely insane race. 
plenty of things happen. So Max Verstappen started at the back of the grid. So started in 24th position, got up to second, claimed second in that race. Uh, I will give a shout out to Lando Norris too, who for the majority of the race was leading. And then the rain came and he decided to stay out because there was only three laps left. Mm. On the 51st lap, he was slipping and sliding everywhere because the rain got heavier, forcing him to pit, and he ended up seventh and allowing Hamilton to come through for the win, which is just heartbreaking for a young driver looking for his first win, but it is what it is. That's F1 racing. Yeah. Not very good. Well, that's episode 47. Oh, I got a bit of news. I got a bit of news. I got a bit of news. Sorry. Um, all right, the rugby, Australia moved into second in the rugby championship with only one game to play after they beat Argentina 27-8. Um, New Zealand continued their winning ways, beating South Africa, the world champions, 19-17. It was an absolute belter of a game. New Zealand were a bit scrappy, but so there's all the chance that South Africa could, could get that job done in the, um, in the last round. So... Um, very exciting there. Um, the Australian women's cricket team had their first loss in 26 games yesterday uh, with their win streak coming into an end to India in the third ODI. Um, that breaks the longest winning streak in ODI history, male or female. So it's a tremendous effort from the Australian girls. And they only got ran down with three balls to go. So... Um, Beth Moody saved them in the second ODI with 125 of 130 balls or something. And she couldn't quite get the job done in the third ODI. But tremendous effort from the girls. And that's a record that is going to be extremely hard to break. So mm. all the power to them. That second ODI was probably the best finish to a one-day game I've had. So I've seen in an extremely long time. So, um, no. Great results from the girls, but great result for India and India cricket. And that's me. Very good. Well, I think with that, that wraps up episode 47 of the Pick 199 podcast. We thank you for listening and we'll catch up with you next time. Thanks, guys. See ya.